want you to open your Bibles with, with me this morning to Proverbs 4. <coughs> we have been uh, studying on the basics of faith, and we're, we're trying to look at faith from as many angles as we can come up with. Because we want, you know, we want to become proficient. And this morning we're gonna we're going to uh, look at an aspect of of, of faith that uh, many believers have never heard of, or when they hear about faith, they just kind of turn their nose up at it and they don't they don't uh, think it's something that's important. I'll leave that up to you at the close of the service. You determine. But we're going to look at faith sees the answer. Faith sees the answer. In uh, some of our past lessons, we've learned that, that faith is not, is not something we have as much as it is something we do. Okay? Um, we've seen how that faith is not hoping that we will see the answer in the future, but faith is believing we have it already. We've already got it now. Say that with me. Now. Now sounds a whole lot better to me than six months down the road. The eye of faith sees the answer as having already happened. Now this morning, let's, let's uh, start in Proverbs 4, verse 20. It says, My son, attend to my words. And let's stop right there and let's, let's open this up in prayer. Father, we thank you this morning that as we approach your word, we are approaching the living word of our God. And we look to the Holy Spirit to open our understanding this morning that we see things that we've never seen before. Even if it's things that don't, don't come out of my mouth, but the Holy Spirit brings it to us. We are looking to You because we need help. And we are looking to You. And so we thank You, Father, now for the ministry of the Holy Spirit, for His presence here as our teacher, our helper, our guide, and so many other things. And we thank you now in Jesus' name. Proverbs 4, my son, give attention to my words. Pay attention to what I say. That's the, the, that's the NIV, pay attention. Pay attention to what I say. Incline your ear to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Now notice verse 21. Here, it, it, here that, notice that, that here that the Scripture says, let them, my words, not depart from your eyes. Let them not 
depart from your eyes. You know, there's a lot of people that fail because they see themselves being a failure. If they're sick, they think of themselves as sick or even dying. It's amazing how people, they can have a little bitty thing and by the time they're through, through with it, I mean, it's, it's a monster. God's Word says Himself, He, Jesus Himself, took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. You know, if the Word doesn't depart from before your eyes, then you're bound to see yourself without sickness and without disease. You'll see yourself well. Now, if, on the other hand, you don't see yourself without sickness, without disease, then the Word has departed from your eyes. Hello? So, you know, if, if I can't judge you, I don't know what's going on inside of you, but you can, you know. So how do you see yourself? Now, you know, don't give me that, I see myself whole, walking in the life of God. You know, you know what you're supposed to say here. But when you leave and you're halfway down the drive in your car, what are you seeing? What's going through your head? Um, if, on the other hand, you're not seeing yourself without sickness, without disease, is one, one problem. Uh, I, can, I can tell you this. I can say, thus saith the Lord, however you want to say it. But I can tell you that that image is not from God. But, but the Lord's showing me what, what it is because He wants me to know. No, no. He wants you to know His Word. He wants your Word alive and kicking inside of you like a newborn baby. That picture of sickness and disease doesn't emanate from God. He doesn't speak like death and, and destruction. That's the enemy's vocabulary. Okay? And, and even though God... Now, now listen to me. Even though God wants, wants to make health a reality in your life, He can't. Because you're not doing the Word. Oh, don't tell me that. God can do anything. He won't violate His Word. He has, you go over into Psalms, you'll find that he, he exalts His Word above His name. Over in the Psalms, you'll find it. Look at verse 22. For they, my words, are life to those that find them. 
and health. Health to all their flesh. If you look, look up this word health, it's also translated, sometimes you'll find it in, a, in the margin, uh, a note there that, that will, for this word health, it's also translated medicine. Medicine. In other words, my words are medicine to all their flesh. To all their flesh. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you uh, have a peek inside my time with the Lord. We're talking about seeing by faith. When I, I sit down with, with my little thing full of healing scriptures, um, I'll, I'll start off with saying, Lord, um, I, I'm here to feed myself. This is faith food. This is divine faith food. And you're, you're telling me that I'm to feed on it. I'm, I'm, I'm feeding on these healing scriptures. And, and I talk to him like this. Father, your word is medicine to all my flesh. I am taking divine medicine. Now think about it. He says, my words... My words. Not King James. Not New, New American Standard. Not New King James. Whatever. He says, my words. The words that I put in that book, in your lap, are medicine. It's, if it's His word to me, it's divine. It's divine medicine to all my flesh. It's supernatural medicine. Medicine with the life of God in it. You know, if, if God spoke it, it came out of Him. He's not going to speak sickness and disease. Only thing that you can get out of Him is life. His life. Father, I, I thank you that as I take this medicine, it's building, building me up spiritually and physically and driving out every trace of sickness from my body. You say, how do you get all of that out of there? Think about it. Meditate on it. What are you doing? Who's talking to you? You know, uh, uh, words paint pictures in, in, in my soul and in my spirit. And I'm releasing my faith in those words. I just got through telling you how I release my faith in it. In those things I'm saying. And I'm, I'm saying, Father, I thank you. This is what I'm doing. And I'm releasing my faith in these, these words. Notice the, the first two verses here of this passage that we're reading tells us directions for taking this medicine. 
You know, when you go see a doctor, he'll give you a prescription. <clears throat> he may tell you or the pharmacist will tell you how you're to take it. Don't take it on an empty stomach. Take it, take it on an empty stomach. Take all of the medicine till it's all gone, and then you may have a may need a uh, a refill. And they give you all kinds of stuff, you know. Don't drive with don't drive when you're taking this, you know, all kinds of stuff. And so uh, here he gives us directions. Now, what are the directions? Attend to. Attend to or pay attention to. I won't ask for ask how many of you that have children. You you have told that child at least once, at least once. Pay attention. Listen to me. He's saying, attend to my words, attend to or study my words. And then he goes on, he says, keep them, my words, in the midst of your heart. Or o o o obey them. Now, what, what is God's medicine? It says here, my words are life unto those that find them and medicine to all their flesh. You know, when you sit down and you're, you're going over your scriptures and you're reading them, think about what it is. He's, he's saying here, my words are life. My words are life. One translation says, my words are life producing. Isn't that amazing? The devil's words produce death. But he says, my words are life. Think about it as you're, as you're reading, reading these things out loud to yourself. You know, not necessarily as loud as I'm talking. But, you know, when you're meditating, you're, you're mumbling the scriptures to yourself. You know, I, I've noticed... It's, it has become a wonderful thing. I can walk through an airport and mumble the scriptures to myself and nobody will think nothing. You know, if I got one of these little deals in my ears, I'm talking to somebody who knows where. They don't know who I'm talking to. <laughs> so I can, you know, you go through an airport and you hear all kinds of languages being talked. And... Uh, so now I can walk along in the, in the airport going, Shiri de Bahanda, Kasele Bahoshite. And nobody will say boo to me. <laughs> I remember a long time ago before the, before the uh, telephone and the earbud thing, and, you know, people be walking along mumbling to themselves, and you think, <laughs> not anymore. Glory to God. Okay. So, what is God's medicine? It's His Word. You know, you can get medicine for 
to improve marriages. You can get medicine to improve your financial standing, to uh, produce peace in your, in your heart. All kinds of things. But the medicine has to be taken according to directions in order for it to work. I've heard people say, you know, I went over to the house and I wanted to see if they were taking their medicine. They had taken it once since I left. And they should have taken it three times. And they haven't. Well, you can't expect to get the results that the doctor's talking about if you're not taking the medicine properly. So he says here, uh, one of the directions, uh, it, let them, my words, not depart from thine eyes. Tell me this, is there anything of greater value than what this will produce? I mean, you know, Star Trek is cool and all that stuff, but it can't take the place of, of being pain-free. I mean, Spock is cool and all that, you know, but... No, he can't beam you up, you know. And that, that thingy dilly does on the... That's not going to cut it. So... Let them, my words, my words, not your opinion, not what your relative says, not what your wife is bugging you about, my words. Let my words not depart from thine eyes. Keep looking at what the word says. You know, too many people, now listen to me, too many people pray and pray and they never see themselves with the answer. They just see everything getting worse. They keep looking at the wrong things. There's one thing you're not to, to allow to depart from your eyes. His word. They look at the symptoms, they're looking at the conditions, they're looking at themselves, and they walk in unbelief, and they destroy the effects of their praying. Get your mind on the answer. Ernie, you have a dog? No. No? Okay. Do you have a dog? Two dogs. She's about to have three, but... <coughs> huh? Just for a very few days. Now, when I say, think about your dogs, what are you thinking about? What? What kind of dogs do you have? A Bavare and a Shih Tzu, and you're going to babysit a, a doodle. 
She's thinking about three things, three dogs. She's, her mind is on that, not on somebody's cat. Not in the poor squirrels that are going to be tormented for the next week <laughs> in the backyard. See, you, you can set your mind on what you want it to be set on. You can. And even in the midst of pain, you can set your mind on what you want. See yourself as having as... Now we're talking about... We're still talking about faith. See yourself as having received. Constantly affirm, even in the face of contradictory evidence, that God has heard your prayer because His Word said so. You see, that's when you get results. You can't be, you can't be split personality. You know, you're thinking about the Word over here and you're thinking about the symptoms. You have to obey, or excuse me, you have to believe you've got it before you can receive it. Now, I, I was thinking about this, and I, I've thought, I've thought back, um, I don't know, 45 years ago, first time I heard that, I thought, what? You have to... Believe you have it before you get it. You think, oh, you can't do that. You can't. No. We're we're talking about operating on a whole different. Um, let's see. In a whole different economy. Things things work one way here. Eat. In the United States, I can go to another country and it may work even different there. But God's economy works this way. And He's telling us, this is, way, this is the way I want you to do it. You say, well, I want the results. But He says, this is the way to get it. Look with me at Mark 11.24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, what things soever you, not somebody else wants for you. This is you. I can't tell you what you need or what you want. What things soever you desire. <clears throat> Notice, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. When you pray and you put that dot at the end of the sentence, what do you say? What? Okay. We go, we say, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen says, I have it. It's mine now. I got it. Well, show it to me. 
I've got it. You don't, you can't show it to me? No. Notice what he says. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Let me read this to you from the New American Standard. The first time I read this, I had to stop and take a double take on this several times. This is the same verse, New American Standard. Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them. When? Huh? When you pray, when you pray is now. Okay? Right then, you believe it's mine. I've got it. When I say, in Jesus' name, I'm, I'm addressing the Father by the authority of the Lord Jesus. And when I say, Amen, that means so be it. I got it. Now, you know, if it were somebody, uh, I'll pick on Bruce since he's so prominent this morning. <laughs> if, I, if I come and ask Bruce for something, he says, okay, no problem. And uh, when he's supposed to be here and he doesn't show up, or he shows up and says, oh, I forgot that. But we're not dealing with Bruce. We're talking to Father God. And when, when the, the contract says, Jesus says, you go and you ask the Father in my name. Go look up that word. I'll give you a homework tonight, right now. If you have a Strong's Concordance, go and look up the word name. N-A-M-E. In the, in the, in the uh, Greek. One of the definitions is authority. You approach the fathers in my authority and he'll give it to you. The believing comes before the receiving. Now, listen to this. There are those that will tell you well, I'm not going to believe something that I can't see. Oh, don't lie to me. You can't, you, you enjoy the radio in your car, but you don't see the radio waves. You don't see the TV uh, signal. Uh, I, I can tell you, you can, you can see the, um, let's see, what is it called? Uh, ultraviolet waves. You know, you go outside in the sun and you can't see the ultraviolet waves. You can see the results. But you can't see the waves themselves. And there's so many things that you can't see. But you believe it. So don't tell me you can't. You can. You just choose to pick and, pick and choose what you want to believe. Hebrews chapter 13. 
Hebrews chapter 13, verse, starting in verse 5 and 6. For he saith, I will never leave thee. This is talking about Jesus, the Father. I will never leave you nor forsake you so that we may boldly say, here's instructions, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what men shall do unto me. We are boldly to say the Lord is my helper. That's what we should be saying. Well, you pray for me, Pastor. I just, I just feel like the Lord has abandoned me. You ever heard that one? I'll confess to you. <clears throat> uh, I used to drive from Zaragoza to Madrid, and going out the front gate of the the uh, from the base, you drive down this road, pretty long road, down to the Madrid Highway. And at the Madrid Highway, you would take a right-hand turn. And you would stop right there, uh, you know, for, for traffic or whatever. And I'd, I'd stop right there and pray, you know, I'm, I'm going to Madrid and I'm talking to the Lord. I'm uh, asking Him to go with me. That, about that time, I got a hold of some of Kenneth Hagin's material. And the next time I went to Madrid, I stopped at that, that spot and I started to pray and I thought, no, we're not praying that way anymore. He's in the car with me and he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So there's no sense in bringing that up about him not coming with me. Because he's already said he will. Yeah, you thank him that he's there with me and talk to him all the way going. You know, there's a lot of, lot of people talking unbelief, but they're doing it out of ignorance because it's a religious thing. That's the way they've been taught. People are, are moved by their feelings. Well, I just feel like well, get your head fixed. Put the Word in there. And the Word will straighten that out. You know, too many people are boldly saying, I'm whipped. I'm, I'm just, I'm defeated. You know, nowhere in the Bible do you find that, that we are to, to say things like that. It doesn't tell us to boldly talk like that. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can say, the Lord is my helper. He's here with me. Uh, one minister that we know, Jim Caseman, his, his, uh, one of his son-in-laws, he doesn't fly. He will not fly. He'll take a train, he'll take a bus, he'll drive, whatever, but he won't fly. And ha uh, Pastor Caseman asked him one time, why, why won't you fly? He said, because the Lord said, Lo, I am with you always. <laughs> so I'm not getting up that high. I don't know. Now, now listen. 
as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we need to discipline ourselves to quit saying things that are unscriptural and start saying what the Word says. The Lord is my helper. It tells us, say, the Lord is my healer. Say that uh, the Lord took my infirmities and He bore my sicknesses. Keep talking the right things. Keep believing the right things. God's given us His Word to direct us. You know, when you, when you read this, it's, this is not... I, I remember coming into the house and walking my, uh, the, the back porch. We had a screened-in back porch. And... Um, I would come in and one door would go through the uh, uh, den into the kitchen and the other one would go in through my parents' bedroom down the hall to the bathroom and then my bedroom. And I would come through and my dad sitting over in his, his uh, recliner. It wasn't a recliner, it was an easy chair, you know. And he's over there every time I come through there. He's not every time. Uh, some, most of the time I would come through there, he's reading the newspaper. He just loved to read the newspaper. I don't know why. I came through a few times and, and uh, he had the paper kind of down like this and I saw tears. And I thought, whoops. I was a teenager. And uh, he was concerned about me, so. But anyway, um, yeah. Thank God. So anyway, God's given us His Word, not the newspaper, not the magazines. He's given us His Word. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Uh, I've heard people say, well, you know, too many people read the, the Bible like it's a newspaper. They don't take it serious. This is divinely inscribed. God dictated to different people and they wrote what He told them for our instruction, for our encouragement, for our edification. But if we're not paying attention, we're not benefiting those things. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. It says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest, if you back up to uh, chapter 1, go down through this point, he's talking about the high priestly ministry of the Lord Jesus. And here he says, Seeing then, pointing back to what, we've just, what we just read, Seeing then that we have we have. Woo. We have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. 
Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Now, because Jesus is our high priest and he's sitting at the right hand of the right hand of the Father in heaven, uh, he's making intercession for us. We can have our petitions now. Think about it. You know, we, we, we say, we have. Make that a personal thing. I have. I have my own personal high priest that is representing me. I don't know about all you, but he's representing me before the Father. Wow. My representative before Almighty God. Wow. If you look up this word profession, it, it should literally read, let us hold fast to saying the same thing. What is he saying about you? See, that means you've got to get in this and read it. Because if you don't know what this is saying, how can you hold fast to saying the same thing if you don't know what the same thing says? Let us hold fast our confession. Our, let us hold, hold fast. Yeah. Not let it slip out of your fingers and right. like you've been eating a butterfinger or something. Yeah. No, hang on to that thing. Don't let it go. I'm saying the same thing and he's taking that same confession before the Father and he's saying, Father... This is what I've been saying, and this is what they're saying. I'm representing them to you. Wow. What a deal. Mark 11:23. Whosoever, <coughs> whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have. Let's, let's, take, let's take the mountain out of this because some people think they're just overwhelmed when, when, when it says, speak to the mountain. If you can't learn to speak first, how are you going to deal with the problems? That's what the mountain is. That's what the, the fig tree or the, the sycamore tree. They're just obstacles in the way and we have to learn to speak to those. So let's, let's take that out of there. Whosoever shall say, say unto. In other words, you're directing your speech at something specifically. Whosoever shall say and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things he shall believe. 
I can't believe that. I can't do the believing for you. You've got to do that. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. You know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a, a determination in your own heart. You have to choose to believe. You have to choose to, to bring your attitude to this. This is what I'm going to have. Now, for some of you that are new, newbies, this is new to you. Just because you say it once doesn't mean you're going to have it. But you got to say it. You got to start with saying. You have to say it until it gets down in you. Pastor Webb was was chauffeuring Kenneth Hagen one day, and uh, he was driving along. And it was one morning, and. Uh, Brother Hagen was, was sitting over there and he was, he was praying and he was really praying low and Pastor Webb said, <laughs> and Brother Hagen was saying, it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. He had prayed something, but he, he, he was believing it and he was confessing. It shall come to pass. For whosoever shall say, take a pen, pen, not used to this thing, take a pen and underline the word say. Whosoever shall say, And shall not doubt, doubt in his heart, but shall believe. Yeah. Underline the believe. That those things which he saith, underline that saith, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Brother Hagen is famous for this picture. Believe is in there one time, Saying is there in one form or another three times. The Lord's told him, it's not, people are not having a problem in what they're believing. They're having a problem in the saying. They're not saying enough. So what we're, what we're saying is, I have. It will come to pass. I have it. It's mine now. You're still here? It's, it isn't a matter of... Now listen to this. It isn't a matter of faith going out of our heart toward God. You got me? It isn't a matter of faith going out of our heart toward, or to, toward God without you saying something. It won't work. Nowhere in the Bible do you find something like that. Faith kept only in our heart will never 
bring anything. It'll never bring healing. It'll never bring an answer to prayer. But faith, faith in your heart released through your lips. In other words, in words. We'll bring, it to, we'll bring about the results. Now, if I said dismissed, did everybody get that last one? Just having faith in your heart and that's it, it's not going to cut it. It has to be with the confession of your lips, with the words of your mouth. That's where faith is released. All right? I'm not going to ever say anything like that. Well, then you won't ever get anything like that. I mean, you know, you, you say, well, you're just too hard. No, I'm just honest. You won't, you won't take sides with what God says. There's nothing I can do for you. That was I, I, when Jonathan was going through the, through the course, the SF course. He said he was he was sitting over in a corner, cleaning his weapon, praying in tongues, and confessing the word. I thought, well, something stuck. <laughs> you know, people would come and look at him, kind of funny, like, "What are you doing?" He just keep right on. I thought, glory to God. I can sit over in the in the corner and mumble that I've got to clean this stupid weapon again, and you know, oh, I hate this thing. But or I can sit over there and pray in tongues and confess the word. Amen. One's going to produce results, and the other one's not going. So I'll stand. Praise God. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I was just going to dismiss, but I just keep getting a sense that, that someone came today and they wanted to be prayed for. That apply to you? Anybody in particular? All right, last call. Anybody else? What's it come for?
You've been praying in tongues? All right, we'll set ourselves in agreement with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we set ourselves in agreement with her right now that you give her wisdom and clarity of direction. She'll know the next steps to take. We just thank you for it now. In Jesus' name. Y'all stick your hand out this way and, and pray with us. Father, in Jesus' name.